Wheeling. Hey, everybody. You've reached the new year of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. And we have a special guest this week, a veteran, Christy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yay. CF in the house. Christy has been with the Mayfair as long as the Mayfair, right? A little less Since 1932. Long. As, long as, as long as the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, so geez, like, that's still a lot, though. Like 11 years. Man, you've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man and worked at other theaters in other cities too like you've seen the whole theater experience everywhere pretty much well the, our whole world i guess yeah because yeah, you worked at like a multiplex in toronto yeah i worked not at a like multiplex a, like a like a cool like kind of smaller multiplex that's still got like fun foreign movies and mm. art movies and stuff yeah. like that Still good, like a by town, yeah. like a multi-screen by town. Yeah, like with a, a mix of Mayfair. <laughs> so a multi-screen by town with man. really small theaters. I <laughs> went to, I finally went to see Star Wars. Don't no spoilies. No spoilies. I made it a week without spoilies, which amazes me. But purely as a as a neutral observer and somebody in the biz, the way they run things at a multiplex is not great for patrons at, at the one I was at, anyhow. It's because you walk in, and there's no box office or anything. You go to the candy bar. The candy bar is kind of a half circle, but in the way of the line is a bunch of little kiosks where you could buy Funko bobbleheads and and socks and stuff. What? So then you go and you buy your stuff, and then the person in front of you, it's not their fault, is kind of trapped because they've got (laughs) lines on either side and kiosks in the way so then you're kind of stuck trying to get out in no man's land (laughs) and by the time and it was so slow so like kudos to our fine candy bar staff because this was so slow and it looked like a bunch of people just deers in the headlights yeah and we went to the front and they had a horribly expensive deal to get a star wars bucket in a cup so of course (laughs) that's what we wanted (laughs) so i said we'll get that and they were confused. They didn't know about this deal. It was right above them. It's their deal. Like, Even I, I knew about it. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it's, I knew about that too, but that's because Lee is involved usually. It took forever. And then luckily they have, you know, 15 minutes of car and bank and Coke ads in front of it or whatever. Yeah. So we didn't even miss the trailers. We got in like 10 minutes late. Didn't even miss that. But it was just, it's such, I'm there so infrequently. It's such a weird world, the yeah. multiplex world. And it's all these people who are... And I get so mad someone checking their phone for Facebook halfway through Star Wars. I yeah. just want to like yell at them and throw things at them. But <sighs> but it's a different it's such a different world compared to the independent movie life. Yeah. Even us showing Star Wars when we do it in March, like people aren't like that. You know? No, like yeah, it's yeah. just a vibe thing. Or, or a respect thing, maybe. Just because like people respect the building, I feel like. Yeah. Or us as people, hopefully. But yeah. you know, <laughs> at least the building. <laughs> building first. But yeah. <laughs> I I'm just glad we don't I mean, we, we, you know, we play, we don't play ads per se, you know, but we have our slideshow and stuff. I mean, that's cool. Local people, whatever. Like, I like that. But like that, yeah, I've heard particularly Star Wars is the worst for the block of stuff they're showing. Like, apparently it's one of the longest for movies, at least now. Because yeah. it's like ads, then trailers. And then I've heard there are a few ads after the trailers as well. Yeah, that was new to me too. They showed a trailer for Top Gun. Ooh. And then an ad for Amazon TV. Hmm. And I'm no expert in advertising culture, but maybe you don't want to put an ad for streaming yeah. TV in front of your movie? I don't yeah. know. That's weird to me. Well, they... now they have the trailers with like the Netflix logo right at the end of them too. Yeah. Which is <laughs> tragic. Every time I see those trailers in a theater, I always hear the, thankfully, I hear the audience like scoff. 
Yes. Really, <laughs> yeah. really nice. <laughs> There's a weird reaction. And we've had a very nice relationship with Netflix, this weird world that we're in, of they were the best to get us posters. They were the best to offer us movies that, you know, in an alternate world. Like, we got Scorsese. We got yeah. the Meryl Streep movie. We, all this stuff. But when people see that logo go up on screen, there's there's a laugh in the crowd because they're savvy enough to be like, yeah, we're at this because we're cinema fans and we want to see it on the big screen. Yeah. But we have it at home. <laughs> it's a it's a weird world we're in. But we did very well with most of these Netflix movies. When I went and saw Marriage Story, I had a feeling that most of the audience did not have Netflix. <laughs> That's true as well. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Lee said that recently. We're like, everyone has Netflix. I'm like, no, everyone doesn't have Netflix because even Andrew doesn't have Netflix. So there are some, you know, under 65 crowd who don't have it. But... <laughs> I think there are a number of people who come see movies here who just don't have Netflix, and that yeah. helps. I just have other people's Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. we have my father-in-law's Netflix. It's great. We've been enjoying it for years. Yeah, it's uh, not even expensive. Like it's, but it's also like, well, I, I mean, I don't want to pay for it. Like, I mean, if the we just use there, yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, I man, I'm good with this. But yeah, I've been saying about Marriage Story, like a lot of people think it's. I see people all over, you know, Twitter, Instagram being like, marriage story is so brilliant. Like, this scene is amazing. They, they're they acting so good. I, I can't believe <laughs> there was no improvisation. They did all of their lines for this what? fight scene. Like, they deserve an Oscar. It was mind-blowing. Like, it's like, job? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, like, pretty – it's good. It's not bad. Yeah. But, like, I feel like people just, like, are building it up so much because it's free and they all saw it. And, like, I feel like that could just be, like, a new Oscar angle. It's like, oh, put it on Netflix, and then you can win. Yeah, and And, people love those two actors as well, so it helps, In popular opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're both really good. Um, Well, you look what they're putting on that we are all getting as well, and it's it's highbrow stuff. So, you know, not to come to the defense of the multi-billion dollar corporation, but (laughs) they... They're putting, you know, they're putting Scorsese on there. They're putting Steven Sonnenberg. They're putting the Coen brothers. Yeah, like, they're giving Scorsese yeah, like a hundred million or whatever it was. Like, it's like a new thing, though. Yeah. It's smart, though, obviously. Like, it, it worked out. And I mean, I, I'm interested to see how many nominations Irishman, like Netflix in general, but Irishman in particular gets. Because I, I really don't know. Like, it, I think Spielberg's going to be pissed off because I think Netflix is going to get a lot of Oscar nominations. Yeah. I, mean, uh, yeah, I think okay. so. I mean, they've just... the the. It is a bit of a glut, but like I think this year in particular, they have a lot more like yeah. prestige type films, I guess, like of so many different varieties as well. Yeah, I mean, like I know the Oscars aren't about popular opinion, <laughs> but yeah, it does like it can influence it. Like, you well, can't it helps when that. you don't even have to send an Oscar screener; it's just <laughs> yeah, on your true. Netflix. Like, <laughs> but again, like we as an independent cinema, years ago, if you would have said, "Oh, you're going to have a relationship with the streaming service," or you're gonna, like. It's such a weird world, and I've mentioned it on here before, but the long and short of it is Netflix went to the multiplexes and said, do you want to show Irishman? And I forget the exact numbers, but they said, okay, we'll show it for eight weeks, and then Netflix can have it. And Netflix went, no, 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 we're going to show it for two weeks, and then Netflix can have it. And they went, no. And then they went to the multi, or they went from the multiplex to us and went, do you guys want it? And we went, yes. And that's essentially what happened. Yeah. And... It's weird, but we even previously, I believe we were showing Roma when it was on Netflix and did very well with it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we screened Mandy when it was available. Obviously. And that did very and well. killed it. So it's, it's a different world. Like, And, you know, we don't need 5,000 people a night. So if we get 150 people coming to see Mandy, yeah, there you go. That's good. So. Yeah, like 
my grandmother doesn't have Netflix, but she might come and see Roma in a theater. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Not my grandmother, but like a <laughs> <laughs> grandmother. A grandmother. Yeah. The royal hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny, and, and it's something like that. Like we kind of said before, like cinematography, like that. Like I mean, that's sure you can watch it on your phone or on your TV, but it's just seeing something that kind of epic in scope in a theater like this is just so different. You know? Oh yeah, kind of. It kind of reminds me of how we had oh, was it called Cave of Forgotten Dreams? Maybe was yes. that the cave painting yeah. Werner Herzog yeah. documentary? Yeah, yeah. I remember everyone was showing it in 3D. Like all the multiplexes had it in 3D, and it was a big deal. Um, and it was like such a weird choice because like Werner Herzog, <laughs> Werner Herzog yeah. fans like don't probably wouldn't go see it in 3D. And I remember we had someone from like the multiplex come and drop off a DCP or something or a poster yeah. during one of our screenings of Cave of Forgotten Dreams. And they were like, it, there were so many people in the audience, yeah. like maybe, I don't know, like 150 he like popped his head in the theater and he's like, whoa, there's so many people here. Like we're showing it at my theater right now. And there's like. 10 people yeah and they're just coming i mean not just like they're coming because they like it here but like they want to watch it in 2d like they yeah. don't they don't go for the gimmick the no. 2d thing makes me laugh because i'm always like years back i remember it was for mother's day or something and because my mom's a nerd as well <laughs> but i brought her to see thor thor part one whatever <laughs> year that was sure and we could only watch it in 3d there was no other option and the only part in thor that is actually 3d that i went wow that was neat was he throws Mjolnir like at the camera once and I actually like went back in my seat. You screamed. <laughs> but in a two hour movie there was one part where I went wow 3D. Yeah. And I always say like when you're watching a movie in 2D your brain computes that oh that tree in the background isn't actually three feet tall it's in the background. Mm -hmm. Like our brains compute 2D mm -hmm. into 3D. We're not confused by this. Yeah. Why does that person get so small when they walk away? I don't get it. <laughs> So I've never, I've never liked 3D. When it when it first hit, I remember being like, "Oh, neat! They're going to be some 3D stuff." And then seeing a few things, I remember going to see Tron 2 in 3D, and there was actually a title card saying, "Not all of this movie is in 3D." I remember that. And I remember sitting there going, "Like, well, do I get like two bucks back?" Like, yeah. what, what, like <laughs> so it's it's weird, and I think it's calmed down a lot. Like some of the big films. But I remember there was a time where everything, and now like when, you know, I don't know, when a Charlie's Angels comes out, or I don't think that's 3D anymore. I, I think it's only the big, big stuff. Yeah. I think it's like the teen movies. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they like yeah. kind of figured it out and they aren't making Werner Herzog documentaries in 3D anymore because that's a mistake. Yeah. The Mother's Day movies make me think, I don't know. This is just an aside. I remember when the first Mummy movie came out. <laughs> no, it's good correlation. I to took Mother's my Day. mom to see it on Mother's cool. Day. I didn't even think Mummy. <laughs> That's Mother's amazing. Day. She loved it though. She was like, "I don't want to see the Mummy. What are you talking about?" Like That's in 1999, stupid. like the yeah. Brendan Fraser one. Yeah, oh, <laughs> which she, was actually a fun movie, a good movie. As a side note, like, <laughs> and then she was like, "I loved it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I kind of did too. I think, and it's it is weird that you know like. The, the, I, th I think what bothers me the most about it is when you're trying to see a movie like a, like what I'm trying to do now with a Star Wars, for example, and you're looking and a lot of these places are like, oh, you want 2D? Okay, it's playing at 11.15 p.m. And, <laughs> and so 1, 1 p.m. on a work day or something like that, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you want 3D? Well, okay, that's at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for it, guys. Yeah, it's like I don't <laughs> want a shaky chair, IMAX, 4D, 
you know, yeah, I, I don't want for twenty seven dollars. It I was worth it though. It. Lee did that. It was yeah. worth it to hear him talk about it because, like, <laughs> I'll never do a forty x thing. No. I don't need someone shoot me in the face with water and stuff. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> Lee, like hearing Lee tell that story is about the funniest thing ever. He was just like, I was nauseous. I wanted to throw up. It was so hot. <laughs> and then when they spritzed me, you know, it gave me some more energy for a couple of 10, <laughs> 10 minutes. And, and like his son loved it, I guess. But he was just. He said, if you hadn't seen the movie already, it's kind of it's kind of ruined because you can't even see the screen some of the time because they got fog machines Flashing and like lightning. <laughs> yeah, and it's just must be so overwhelming. I like, didn't realize like, they went that far. Yeah, I they, said... the chairs shake and they shoot you with stuff, and it's like probably like forty bucks. I assume. I don't. He said even... someone in the theater did throw up. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it was because of a reveal. They're like, oh god, <laughs> like well, Ray have... was the emperor the whole time. Blah. They have warnings up too of like. If you go see Star Wars for what do they call it, 4DX or whatever, so. you're gonna get a seizure because <laughs> one free seizure. <laughs> yeah, but I, you walk in and there was all these signs, yeah. and I, and I guess somebody somewhere in North America had a bad go of it, and now they got to put up these warnings, and I'm wow. like, maybe don't do that. I don't know. Like, I find it weird that 4DX is not in 3D. Because to my, my brain, yeah, it's a 2D movie. Weird. And mm. so I found that very odd because it's to me, I'm thinking like 3D then 4DX. So it's like 3D plus this other BS. But it's not. It's just the 2D experience with some random, and they're shaking you and shooting you with stuff. And it's, what, three times the price? I don't even know. Like I have a friend in Toronto who like does like a lot of... Uh like weird uh, film editing stuff like they'll they'll make the trailers for like netflix and like mm. the little they'll pick what screen goes up and yeah, like these like that's fun digital editing things and like <laughs> i'm just picturing her like maybe being the person that's like okay this is when the chair is gonna shake yeah. this is when they're gonna <laughs> squirt yeah. water just like somebody who's like you know working by the hour at yeah. like 1 a.m just like, being like has oh. it been too long since there was a gimmick do we need <laughs> another gimmick now it's been five minutes like i don't even is it constant i don't even know like i never want to know but lee imagining lee and not to be a jerk but imagining lee in distress during star wars <laughs> is somewhat amusing to me because i know how much he loves it but just, i can just picture him being like oh oh god <laughs> the chair won't stop the only time i've experienced that is on theme park rides not even a theme park ride but at disney world they had I don't know if they still have it, but the Muppet 3D thing where you go into a big movie theater mm-hmm. and you watch like a 10 minute Muppet short and it has a part where Fozzie Bear squirts water on the crowd and water squirts in your face. So yeah. there's that. That for a 10 minute short years ago, must have been screened on 35 millimeter. Yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. But that's kind of, you're in a theme park. It's short. It's only yeah. 10 minutes. You love Fozzie. So. Love Fozzie. And we were sitting in the front row. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where the water came from. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure You just kept doing the ride again and again. Yeah. Like, Where's the damn water coming from? So there's that where they, or you go on like the Back to the Future ride and you're in this thing that shakes and you're going through, you know. But I, I don't want to, I, I always imagine watching the new drama just like a, a romantic <laughs> drama yeah. what what do they do for that like oh man how is Waterworld not in 40x uh, like, oh my god that's just, yeah. is that too easy like i don't also what? god that's like three hours long could you imagine when i went to disney we did um i didn't see a muppets one but there was like a, gone. there was a honey i shrunk the kids one yeah like, that has to be gone by now probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, sadly <laughs> it's too bad. they really need a like yesterday land thing where they have all the old rides and you're yeah. like hey remember this one like, I don't know if that's very small. That's just like the three of us who want yeah. that, but it's still. Honey, but the Jaws right in there. 
yeah. not a classic. It's so, oh man, it's so sad to think about or like the King Kong ride at Universal Studios is like, I guess, gone or or maybe it's back now that there's new Kong movies. I don't I know. Started, I started following on Instagram this business that does these really cute movie t-shirts and they have like a bunch of, they're called Super Yaki. I don't know if I can plug yeah, them. Yaki or Yaki? Yaki, Y-A-K-I. And they have like okay. these like, they'll have a t-shirt being like, Kathleen Kennedy is the best or whatever. <laughs> I had no, I was like, I cannot like, wait to see where she goes with this. But, we um, would love a Kathleen Kennedy is the best shirt. Yeah, oh, I, sure. I sent it to him. Oh, cool. But they, for a while, I don't know if they're still doing it. They started making t-shirts for old rides as oh, well as, as movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, cool. like movie theme park ride themed shirts specifically i would so like specific, those but yeah, yeah but amazing because <laughs> yeah. like there's been so many lo- there's probably so many i can't even think of and i would see you know a shirt like that and be like oh my god man well, i really like, hope it's the right business that i'm thinking of oh, hey, <laughs> we'll look it up. We'll i mean you, you shouted out someone that's all yeah. that matters yeah. like <laughs> we were watching the not to plug the not that they need the advertising but there's a really good documentary on disney about imagineering all behind the scenes about it's really cool and they were talking about there's only so much space in a park and sometimes an old ride goes away to make room for a new ride. And every time it happens, people freak out oh, yeah. and it's like protests and anger <laughs> and angry emails. But the the reality of it is just think about it of how many 10 year olds going to the park are like, Ooh, twilight zone versus <laughs> we took the twilight zone ride down and we put up guardians of the galaxy that's going to get more of a crowd. I'm still a curmudgeon about it. I want that yeah, Twilight I'm, Zone red. I'm mad about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm still, I hadn't even thought of it. And now that he brought it up, I now instantly got mad. Yeah, like Twilight Zone is so good. I thought you were going to say Twilight the ride. And I was like, yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. Get rid of that crap. But then, you know, we, as much as we love Badison. Apparently, they still have it at Disney World. But okay. they changed it to Disneyland. Oh, all right. So, all right. Well, Phew. you calm me down somewhere. <laughs> not, not that I'm going to either one anytime soon, but like, I don't know. But somebody must have looked at numbers and been like, well, there's eight people a day going on the Twilight Zone ride. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, Josh again and again. Yeah. Oh, man. It's cool. They have like the Rod Serling like intros and yeah. like... I'm Why aren't we doing that right now? Well, they said even that nowadays, for not <laughs> forever, rest. but for like a couple of weeks around Halloween, they turned the Haunted Mansion into Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion. Hmm. And it looks amazing. There's all these like animatronic Jack Skellington and they changed the 3D ghosts and stuff. Mm, all the old stuff's still there, but it just kind of, it adds to it. Yeah. And then after, you know, November, they take it down. And they said like the amount of furious emails and furious letters and furious protests. And it's just like, Guys, if you love it this much, that means you've seen it already. You've yeah. been there. They're not tearing it down. It's coming back. They just put a little bit of Nightmare Before Christmas in there. And I always think folks like that is just, you got to calm down. Like, you got to. <laughs> it's just a ride. Like, it's just it's a supposed ride. to be for fun, you know? Yeah. And just people will take it a little too seriously. Oh, God, Disney yeah. is some people's whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's so accurate. Like, because you insert anything they own into that statement, it's still true. You know, like Disney or like Star Wars, you know, Marvel, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's just like, it's people's worlds now, or always was, I guess. There's probably people who, especially who live closer, who just have you know season passes oh, yeah. go once a month go like it's weird to think of that because like to me you know for Canada's wonderland like that makes sense i knew people who had passes but like yeah it's weird to picture like disney world pa- and just constantly going like i, I think that's why they got to change stuff too yeah because they've got people who come once a year once every two years so mm. they have to do something new and and <laughs> like you know they added what did they do they had like a like an underwater like submarine ride for twenty thousand leagues under okay. the sea and then years ago, they changed that to Finding Nemo. 
makes so sense. So it's the exact same ride, <laughs> but they've added a couple of Finding Nemo fish to yeah. it. And again, people lost their minds. Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, like, this Hunt for Red October ride is yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I wish but, they would do that, like a really vague one like that. Like, just, let's see, see to like mess with people a little bit. Yeah. Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many great choices. They opened in China. It, was it China Disneyland? They put a Tron ride. Cool. Mm. And Tron is interesting because it's two films that are cult films, neither of which made a lot of money. Yeah. But it's their property, and it's a cool idea to ride around a roller coaster on a speeder bike. Yeah, that's amazing. But even the the sequel was not a big hit. No. And then they did a animated series that only lasted a year. So Disney has tried thrice, <laughs> and not, it didn't work. Is is the uh, series a sequel to the second one? I think so. And somebody told me it's really good, but yeah. it didn't catch on. That's that's really weird. It's not a series I ever really think about. Like, when I think of no. Tron, I usually yeah, yeah, think yeah. of Daft Punk, which is probably bad. Well, you don't see a lot of Tron t-shirts, or yeah. it's a very cult-cult <laughs> thing. I feel like the... I haven't seen them. It feels like the new Jumanji movies are, like, moving into that Tron oh, yeah. niche. But they made yeah. a ton of money. Like, they, they worked, you know? Weirdly, but... though, because, like, I don't really... Like, I'm usually on, you know, like, I, like I, I, I pay attention to stuff like that, you know, just casually yeah but with those it's just sort of like they come and go and i'm like oh okay and then but they've made all this money i'm like when did that happen i don't remember this stuff can make a billion dollars nowadays seemingly with no cultural footprint like when i was a kid et was in theaters for like a year yeah Mm -hmm. it was on every lunchbox t-shirt stuffed animal everywhere it was everywhere now the live action aladdin made a billion dollars I don't know anyone who saw it. I never no. heard anything good or bad about it. It just made a billion dollars. Apparently, the lead, the guy who played Aladdin, like he can't get work. Yeah, I, heard, I was, I was gonna say that. Weird. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, honestly, it's not that crazy. Like, I, mean, I, I know why. But it's it's super upsetting. shitty, but yeah. it's not shocking. I wish it was, but I don't know. Is so, like, is the multiplex crowd just blindly goes to stuff and just forgets about it right away? It, it seems to be. I forgot weird. there was a Mulan live action one until I yeah, saw the poster downstairs and I was oh. like, oh yeah. Like it's just, they're just pumping them out now. Well, people I get guess. mad that they're doing them and I'm like, well, if I was running Disney, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, well, Aladdin, Alice in Wonderland, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella all yeah. made a billion dollars each. Yeah, we got to keep making these. That's you the also got to keep that intellectual property. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's and, it, and it's funny that a billion is just kind of the mark now. Like yeah, it's not that, even a big thing. That's almost. what 100 million used to be 20 yeah. years ago. It's just, I don't know. Is it disturbing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I mean, it's a weird landscape in the last, even just the last two years. Almost. And then a movie makes 400 million and they're like, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Well, and the funny thing is, you know, we've kind of talked about it before. You can make a movie for less but for some reason they'll make a movie for you know 100 million dollars and then it quote-unquote fails because it only makes i don't know 200 million or 300 million you know and, and, and after all the money you know it makes like 10 million dollars they've started to get smarter with that where yeah. both shazam and venom just two that i have in my head were under 100 million like 80 90 million yeah and made a couple hundred million and that's fine so Both like super entertaining also by the way yeah so like you don't i think they're starting to learn oh we can spend less money and mm. not have to make all that money <laughs> yeah because it's like horror movies never forgot that no. like the new Halloween cost ten million dollars yeah. and made a hundred million dollars. I loved that. Oh, I did so too. Good. <laughs> yes. I made a after watching that. I made a uh, like a Halloween jack o' lantern, like the jack o' lantern oh, cool. from Halloween, and Man. everyone just thought I had a really shitty pumpkin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, look, it depends how you're looking at it. All right, I was like look at the look at the 
craftsmanship. The, yeah. <laughs> I worked so hard to Boo. make it look <laughs> shitty like this. Yeah, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> I've, that's another divisive film that I loved and don't really care. <laughs> like on my last Jedi list where I'm like, loved it. Don't care what anyone else thought. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Looking forward to seeing the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Give I me mean, more. Okay. Let us chat about the week of January 3rd through the 9th. 2020 oh my god i can't we're in the future 2020 i don't like it well maybe so returning for a seventh week is parasite seventh isn't it the eighth week we skipped a week okay it's confusing yeah so it's the seventh (laughs) week that we're screening it ah gotcha if you haven't seen it yet go see it it's great i loved it it's gonna win a bunch of awards really soon maybe all the awards who knows yeah that korean cinema is like finally it was you know the people who know like it was it was always like pretty big deal but i love that it's like mainstream yeah well yeah sort of it, it's I mean, getting there as it were it's starting to break through and like they're yeah. not just remaking them all in english it, worse. no not i mean it's funny like they've tried and it just it fails like almost every time they try to do that and you're just like i don't know it's just <laughs> maybe stop I, I it's just and the originals are so good and and parasite you know what kind of impressed me about that is that it's not some big you know boomy explosion and everything like it's a character driven story driven sl- not not slow pace per se but like it's a legit like i love that this movie is so successful week after week i'm almost shocked like it's oh yeah cool it doesn't like cater to north american audiences no. or anything either it's just like it is what it is and it's awesome mm-hmm. and that's why i'm surprised that we've you know, not to profile people, but people who you wouldn't think would be interested in. And I try to say as little as possible about it, but in a dark comedy thriller from Korea are coming to see it and not walking out, you know, yeah. like making their way through it. And it's, it's, oh, it's so good. A lot of people I've talked to about it think it's a horror movie. Yeah. I just have to correct them. I don't yeah, know. Like, it's, like there's maybe the horror name sounds. Kinda. Yeah. Like Parasite sounds I like think it's so. going to be a horror movie. And I don't know, the poster, you don't, it doesn't tell you a lot really either way. Mm-hmm. Like I could maybe, you're like, okay, so this guy's a parasite or whatever. I don't know. I described it as like high stakes curb your enthusiasm oh man yeah, yeah. that's hilarious i wish you told me that before now now it's stuck in my head <laughs> okay then we have la belle epoque which mm. i have no idea what it is no uh, i believe it's french i want to see it <laughs> as we've joked about here before you can go look up the trailer and read some reviews by yourself because often a movie like this i just like parasite eight weeks ago seven weeks ago i just tried to avoid too much information i just yeah. was like oh i hear it's good mm-hmm so it's an award-winning film from France that we have starting next week. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of Honey Boy from Shia mm, LaBeouf. With terrifying posters. Yeah. That's <laughs> disturbing. Pretty, I love it. That <laughs> one, just the one with that guy's eyes staring at you. I wish it wasn't right in front of the candy bar register. Because <laughs> I just, every so often, I just can't, I'm just like, I can't look at this guy anymore. Like, But I really, you know, I've for a number of years, I've been really rooting for Shia. Because mm-hmm. I remember seeing him in a few interviews on Letterman or on, I think, Craig Ferguson. And he's been through some stuff, but he was always so nice and polite and thankful to the host. And I've seen him in a number of things. And and the way he walked away from Transformers and Indiana Jones and has been doing nothing but really good independent films the last couple of years. And I really think he's trying. I just, I like to think the best of people. And I know he's Mm -hmm. been through some stuff and addiction. And so this movie, Honey Boy, is based on the true story of him being a child star with not great parentage Mm -hmm. and how he got through the other side. So it looks really good. It's getting really good reviews. Peanut Butter Falcon is hands down one of my favorite movies of 2019. So this is kind of coming on the heels of that as well. Is he playing his dad? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it like 
super autobiographical or is it like an close or like was his like dad a not, rodeo name's clown for not real? In it, I, assume. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it like that sounds just crazy enough to be true. I don't know. Yeah. I got to look into it, but I know it is autobiographical in that it's you know i've seen just the trailer where it's like mm-hmm. i know shia was like a childhood disney star yeah. and, then, and then in the trailer there's a scene of like an action explosion so i think that's supposed to be him doing transformers yeah. so i think it's close to a very true story but they've changed the names and changed yeah. some things changed you know the movies yeah They're like transmorphers yeah <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. yeah i'm shooting this new transmorphers but yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it i just he's one of those guys where all these kid stars so few make it out okay. Yeah. You know, like who made it okay? Like Kurt Russell and Jodie Foster? Like like not yeah. very many have made yeah. it through. It's very difficult to pick. Because I mean, you know, Macaulay Culkin quote unquote made it through. But I mean, yeah. he went through so much stuff. And he got get... out of Dodge. He was like, yeah. Hollywood's horrible. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. So no, nah, I can't even, I can't imagine that life. Like it's just yeah. so terrible. Cindy Lou Who seems okay. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be. Yeah, well, and, and uh, Ron Howard's daughter is that. Is, oh was yeah, that the she's same doing well. Or, she's. I mean, yeah, she grew she up in was Hollywood. In the village and yeah. Stuff. yeah. So like, I I don't know that she was a child star, but a young you know a young actress. But and, like you know, Drew Barrymore almost died. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess Ron Howard. I mean, he's Ron Howard. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I haven't heard of any horrible stuff happening to him. I, yeah, I was yeah. actually thinking of Matilda. I mixed up Matilda. Oh, Matilda. Matilda. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, see who, yeah. Isn't she in a metal band? I see, so she's fine then. <laughs> that worked out great. And the last thing to mention, I'm super excited about this. A silent film from 1915. Oh, man. Philibus, the Mysterious Air Pirate. And the tagline is so good. Philibus is the most exciting, witty, feminist, steampunk, cross-dressing, aviatrix thriller you will ever see. Oh, my God. If you're not interested uh, in that movie, you're not allowed to be a Mayfair patron. Oh I don't man. know. I can always tell when the trailer's playing because it's just like that music and there's no dialogue. And I was like, this has to be the Philippus trailer. Well, and, you know, it's hard enough to do a woman-driven action movie in 2020. So this is a 1915 movie with a strong female lead. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she's I'm a pirate, too. So I mean, Yeah. Jeez. And she's like going around in a blimp and... And, and stealing stuff. and Yeah. yeah. Oh. She's like the Robin Hood of blimp pirates or something. Yes. <laughs> I don't even... That's the quote. Cool, I'll sharpen it on the poster. <laughs> yeah. She's the Robin Hood of blimp pirates. We're, we're hyping it up. But yeah, so that that's one to see. It's rare that we screen a movie older than the Mayfair. Yeah. And not only older than the Mayfair. Mayfair is 1932. So way older than the Mayfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Haxon, I think, was the same year. I think so, Mayfair. yeah. So mm-hmm. we've shown a few. like, And it's so cool to see stuff like that. And e- even something as... Uh, like the lighthouse, you know, to see see that playing here where you're like, this is very like, you know, you can really picture it, that kind of film being here, you know, like yeah. creepy black and white. Did an earthquake just happen? I, don't <laughs> know. I, don't I thought know it was the was. flying monkeys. It's possible. <laughs> Man. Just, okay. So let's wrap this up because speaking of flying monkeys, we're all working right now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're multitasking, which we often do. So if you heard some classic movie score from wizard of oz in the background yeah yeah that's what is playing here with a sing-along crowd from uh, our friends a company of fools are doing a fundraiser so we're gonna go get back to work yeah. but thanks for listening everybody you can find us at mayfairtheater.ca for more information we're on twitter instagram and facebook go visit our friends at house of targ of course right across the street for all of your pierogi and pinball needs <laughs> and uh thanks for joining us christy yeah thanks Yay. for having me special guest, special guest christy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go back to work. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Now I have to watch Parasite thinking of Curb the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just play that song. Do, 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 yes. do. It's the only thing that can make it better. It happens inside the computer in a dimension man has never seen. 
Kevin Flynn, computer genius, is programmed into the world of the computer. Held prisoner in an electronic arena where love and escape do not compute. Tron, an adventure inside the computer. Rated PG. Coming soon to a theater near you.